It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hello and welcome to Twisted Britain, a podcast in true crime in Britain with a sprinkling of the weird and the macabre. And your hosts are me, Bob Dale. And me, Nadine Royal. We're a couple of friends who met in the pub and developed a friendship based on mutual love of booze, podcasts and pub quizzes. We met in the Settlement in Stirling and that's where we record. Each week we'll both tell a story of something twisted. One long one and one short one. And we'll decide who goes first. Based on the flip of a coin. Yay! Yay! You alright? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm alright, yeah. Um, you've Halloweened it up. I have indeed. Uh, this is the last week you're allowed to do that? Yeah, I know. Even though this comes out after Halloween, I'm allowing it since we're recording before Halloween. That's good. Is that right? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> you're prepping for your Halloween party. I am. Today I've spent all day cooking. Um, I made little pies in the shape of pumpkins, but which, not... Which made, are very cool. Thanks. Not made of pumpkins. Uh, little biscuits, brownies. Um, I've made a Halloween punch. I've got another Halloween cocktail to make tomorrow. I'm also making bat-shaped uh, like nacho crisps and I've got loads of dips and salsas and stuff so yeah all ready for my pre-Halloween party nice uh, when is it tomorrow. tomorrow tomorrow night so Wednesday Wednesday just passed when you are listening to this now um, I hope you have enjoyed your Twisted Britain week uh, two episodes this week we've gone all out this week uh, yeah and I- we did a sneaky secret special extra uh, Patreon. We did. Um, I hope you have all enjoyed listening to uh, us probably too much this week, so <laughs> sorry about that. But we're, we're back to normal now, and we're going to uh, enthrall you with two lovely tales this evening. <laughs> um, How's your research been? Good. I was just saying to you beforehand, uh, this is quite a cool uh, story. I think the word you used was epic. It's quite an epic, yeah. And I, but I don't mean an epic like as in it's a long story. I mean an epic as in this is quite, this is, it's quite, 
I hate to use the word funny because there's mm-hmm. the, the nature of this. It's not all of it's not going to be funny. But when I was reading it, I was like, how the fuck have I not heard <laughs> of this before? Um, so it's yeah, I've really, really enjoyed this, actually. I'm excited. Um, and I did my normal. I listened to a couple other people's takes on it. And I found a really weird podcast that's just somebody reading the Wikipedia feature of the day. Excellent. Which that's it's literally a two or three minute long podcast, but it's whatever the featured article on Wikipedia is that day. What's it called? I think it's just like Wiki Features or something like that. I'll, I'll, I'll send you a link so you can post it, but Excellent. it's just a wee weird one that I thought, oh. I quite like the sound of that, actually. I might start listening to that. Yeah, it's one that you just, I think you just put it on and whatever it happens to be, it, it's only a couple of minutes long anyway. Fair enough. So there you go. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, I've had fun with this one. Good, I'm what, glad. What about you? Yeah, mine's been all right, yeah. I've got like a couple of updates to do before I actually do my story. Oh, cool, okay. But um, yeah. Do you want to do them before we start? Shall or? we? Shall I just do them in a snow? Yeah, go for it. So my first update is on Sally Challen, uh, yes. who I covered recently in an episode. Um, so my update on that is just that their BBC reporter, Victoria Derbyshire, conducted an interview with Sally Challen regarding the abuse she suffered whilst married to Richard, um, the murder of him, and then what followed after that. It was and a very good interview, actually. Yeah, I watched it um, earlier today, and it's actually, yeah, I'd recommend watching it to everybody. Because I, I saw it when it went out, yeah. and I messaged you to it to say... Have you seen this? Yeah. Um, I like Victoria Rubbish. She's yeah, very she's good. Yeah, she's good. Um, but yeah, it's a really cool interview. It's yeah. good. She asks like really direct, quite blunt questions, actually, which is quite good. And I think given the nature of the story, that's what you need. Yeah, definitely. And, and I would say Sally was, was excellent. She, mm-hmm. she, she, she handled it really well, I think. She, yeah, I think. And she talks very honestly about everything. So yeah, yeah it was, it I'd really recommend good. it. If you enjoyed my episode on Sally Challen, then do go and give her interview a little watch because it is good. My second update, okay. I think you're going to like this one, cast your mind back to episode 18 from oh. February of this year. Okay, I can't, I mean, I can barely remember yesterday, but we'll give it a go. So, back back in February, I covered um, a law change that was set to come into Britain. Yes. A law change that would affect both you and I, and I bet many, many people. Carry on. They were going to ban porn. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> So, what, what? I mean, hang on a second. <laughs> How would you, like, would you like to just explain why you think that might affect me? <laughs> do, do you want me to? No, really? no, I don't at all. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the British government were planning on blocking X-rated websites um, around the fifteenth of July this year, but the intended new laws have been dropped. Woo! Yeah. The laws plan to block users from using free sites such as Pornhub and YouPorn unless you could prove your age. Um, and they like <laughs> suggested like these having to go into shops and buy. I was very much looking forward to the old woman in the corner shop at the end of my road. <laughs> <laughs> Can I buy a porn card, please? <laughs> exactly. Um, in June of this year, the measure was delayed for a further six months due to the government failing to inform the EU of its proposals. Um, privacy campaigners protested that despite the reassurance of age verification sites, it'd be possible to connect an individual's browsing habits to their identity, which could then be leaked. Because one of the other proposed ways of proving your age is like just the way you, you do currently with them. Um, using photographic ID and stuff. Yeah, or with like credit card and stuff like that to prove that you're above 18. So they're like arguing that even though these age verification websites that were going to be used say there's no way it could be linked and um, quite a lot of people disputed that 
Um, the government was also forced to exempt large social media sites from the ban over fears that would result in the likes of Twitter and Reddit being blocked from like because of adult content as okay, well. Okay, yeah. So it just became unfeasible. It was like poorly planned. They sunk loads of money in a, it, without proper backing and stuff, and now it's been it's disbanded. A head, headlining, a headline grabbing piece of legislation. Yeah, they were. The to be fair, like the reason behind the legislation was quite. A good one like it is to protect they're doing it to protect children from being exposed to porn at a young age which currently you know it's very easy to be absolutely got not got an issue with that but i think i might have said at the time part of that surely comes into the role of the parent yeah 100 percent. so anyway that law is not going to go through anymore so free porn for everybody for the foreseeable (laughs) free porn for all (laughs) Um, that's my updates thank you very much you're welcome um, I'm going to say again though if you get a chance to look up the Sally Chalon interview do it was a really good one yeah agreed especially if you liked uh, Nadine's episode on it then, thank you then go back and have a look in fact have a listen to the episode and then watch the watch the interview interview and, yeah. and see if we got any of it right <laughs> <laughs> shall we flip this coin we shall right We've got a tiny B5P this week oh god don't lose it no, we're in the in cellar the, as in well in the cellar um, right flip I'm going to say Tails you go first it's Tails. Oh, nice. So I'm on short story this week. Um, and I'm going to tell you the story of uh, two Russian-Latvian Bolsheviks in London. Okay. Uh, the newspaper headline at the time was the Tottenham Outrage. So this is basically the story of a robbery gone wrong. Excellent. Um, so 1909 in Tottenham is the setting for what would become quite an epic police chase followed by from a, a botched robbery attempt. Well, I've written botched robbery attempt, but it, they managed to rob it. Uh, they managed to conduct the robbery, but the botchedness comes following the robbery. Sadly, there are two fatalities asso- associated with this, and one of them was a completely innocent bystander during the pursuit. So the robbers are two men by the names of Paul Helfield and Jakob uh, Lipidus. They're both, as I said, Russian-Latvian Bolsheviks, who had moved to London in 1907. Are you going to ask what a Bolshevik was? Yeah, I remember vaguely what a Bolshevik is, but I feel like it's a hard thing to explain. It's basically part of the um, Russian it was, politi- political yeah. party that were uh, part of the uprising in the early Yeah, they're the ones that did away with like the family, wasn't it? Like yes. the royal family. That, kind of, that, that era anyway, yes. Yeah. So, um, Pre-First World War leading into that. Fine. We'll not get too deep into that because no. it's not—it's not—it's not our uh, mastermind subject. <laughs> um, so, as I say, they moved to London in 1907. They both got jobs in Snurman's Rubber Factory, just off Tottenham High Road, directly across from the police station that still stands there to this day. And actually, if you look up the police station on uh, at Tottenham High Road, it's a really cool-looking building. Oh yeah, it's like a proper—you know—it was built well over a hundred years ago. I just think it looks really cool. On a, a wee side note, when Helfeld started work, he didn't want to give his real name to them, so they just listed him on the wage sheet as Elephant because of his size. Wow. He's just, just a big guy. He's a bit insensitive. Um, the pair had been involved in groups of anarchists and as such were not quite so squeaky clean. Uh, they both had a wee criminal record each, and, but they decided that they would stage a robbery of the factory's wages where they worked, the rubber factory, because uh, they knew the ins and outs of how it worked. They knew, for example, that it would be delivered to the factory by the owner's chauffeur, Joseph Wilson, who would drive to the bank, take out the week's wages in gold and silver and coppers to the amount of about £80, um, pounds, and drive it back to the factory. 
80 pounds being worth about 10k nice about 10,000 pounds today um so the weekly routine is basically that the chauffeur would visit the bank on the saturday morning returning to the factory with the money about half past 10 the chauffeur would be accompanied by a boy who was 17 years old who worked at the factory and he would help with the journey by opening factory gates and, and jumping in and out of the vehicle on this particular morning as he jumped out holding the money now i would guess it was probably just in his lap they, yeah. they collected it in a bag. It was just sitting in his lap. He kind jumped. of like when your your mum takes you to go and get Chinese. And you have to jump out and sit yeah. with a little Chinese. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so he jumped out to open the gate. He was met then by Lipidus, who tried to wrestle the money from him. However, Wilson, the chauffeur, jumped out to help him. And in the scrum that, in, that ensued, Wilson was shot, leaving him wounded in oh. the street. The two men then fled with the bag of cash. However, as I said the police station stands directly across the road from the factory. And having heard the shots, two unarmed policemen, PC Tyler and PC Newman, ran out of the station and began to give chase. As they ran down the street, the passerby, a passerby, George Smith, tackled Lepidus oh, nice. and managed to get him to the ground. Helford didn't quite like this and shot Smith four times. Not so nice. Two bullets going through his hat, hat one of them scraping his scalp, one shot hit his collarbone and one missed entirely. Ooh, lucky. The chase carried on down the street with more and more people joining in the pursuit. Some off-duty police officers even commandeered bikes from people in the street to try and catch <laughs> up with the two men. Notably, all the policemen chasing the men were unarmed. This was, in fact, until a member of the public gave the police officer a gun. Excellent. He just went, oh, oh here, here, here you go, have one of these. Um at which point the police could then fire back at the criminals. By now, Wilson, the chauffeur, had managed to get himself back to his feet and back into the car and started to chase them down the street. After he'd been shot? Yep, yep. Um, As he pulled alongside Tyler and Newman, the police officers, they jumped into the car (laughs) and eventually caught up with the criminals. The two men turned and fired at the car, a bullet hitting the car's water pipe, leaving it unable to continue driving, and some bullets entering the car. PC Newman took a shot to the cheek and ear, and Wilson was hit again, this time in the neck. It's at this point that we have a kind of really sad twist of fate. There was a 10-year-old boy, Ralph Jocelyn, who was trying to get cover. He'd been delivering bread and was hit by a stray bullet, and he was hit in the chest and sadly died not long afterwards. Lepidus and Hellfield scarpered again, this time in the direction of Tottenham Marshes, the police officers, however, knew a shortcut and managed to head them off at the pass. Oh my god. This is just outrageous. <laughs> just you wait. Oh god. So at this point, they again, they confronted the men and Helford, Helfled resorted to his weapon and shot PC William Taylor, this time hitting him in the head. And he was rushed to hospital, but died not long after arriving. The criminals again set off, this time crossing a railway line, and managing to hold off what was becoming quite a sizable crowd chasing them mm-hmm. by firing at the group and holding them on the bridge. This time they passed over the bridge. Uh, uh, sorry, this time as they passed over the bridge, uh, a bunch of Saturday League footballers <laughs> joined the chase, <laughs> and a bunch of men who were duck hunting in the marches started to return fire, encouraged by the police. Oh my god! <laughs> so at this point, you've got the two police officers that came out of the station. Various people on the street. Various passerbys. The off-duty cops that have gone, give me a bike. Um, a the pres- cop who's got the gun. The cop that's got the gun. A bunch of Saturday League footballers. And some duck, duck hunters. And some duck hunters. 
chasing these two men. This is amazing. The pair must have known the area reasonably well as they managed to give the police, the public, the footballers and the duck hunters the slip. My God. And re-emerged onto Chingford Road where they hijacked a tram (laughs) and made the tram drive away down the road. They were chased in the tram by the armed policeman who had commandeered a horse and cart and chased them down the road. Stop it. Stop it. Helford had gone up to the top deck and was shooting at the policeman and managed to hit the horse, killing it and stopping the horse-drawn chase. Oh my God. However, another policeman had taken charge, along with about 40 other pursuers, of another tram on the same line. Stop it. And they Stop have, it. And they have what is a very comical picture in my head of a tram chase. Yes, you mean, I'm now thinking of the same thing. They're just going down the same track <laughs> behind each other. As the, uh, I would imagine, quite high-speed tram chase was taking place, the criminals, for some reason, decided that they were going to ditch the tram. Uh, jumping off, and this time hijacking at gunpoint, a horse-drawn milk cart. Taking a corner too fast in the milk cart, they managed to flip it over and they had to abandon it. <laughs> At this point, they managed to get another horse-drawn cart, this time taking it from a grocery delivery boy, and they continued towards the River Ching. All the while, still shooting at the crowd that was chasing them. <laughs> they were stopped in the tracks uh, by a large fence. <laughs> uh, and with the crowd behind them closing in, they tried to scale it and run. Lepidus managed to get over the fence, but Hellfield, the elephant, oh, yeah. was not quite as nimble oh, dear. and didn't manage to get over the fence. When he was confronted by the police and the crowd, he put a gun to his head and killed himself. Oh, shit. I suppose, well, what would be the hanging? Would you be hung for this? I think you'd probably be beaten to death by 40 people. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> now fleeing on his own, Lepidus decided to get away. Um, sorry, managed to get away for a bit. Yeah. Getting to Walthamstow, where he took refuge in a house called the Oak Cottage. Lovely. He managed to get in as the owner, Mrs. Ralston, who had heard the police whistles... He, she came out to see what was going on, and as she was stood in her guard, garden, Lepidus ran past her and managed to get into the house. <laughs> Mrs. Ralston wasn't particularly happy about this, as the criminal was now locked in the house with her children. Oh, God. Oh God. Lepidus went upstairs and barricaded himself into a bedroom. While he did this, the police ma- uh, a policeman managed to break through the front door, and the ch- children were removed from the house. The police were then closing in on Lepidus, one going up through the house, one going up a ladder to the outside window, where he'd also borrowed a gun off a a member of the public. Uh, That gun didn't fire because he didn't use the safety properly. But either way, by the time they'd reached the room, Lepidus had used his second last bullet to put the gun to his head and kill himself as well. So at this point... Several dozen people had taken part in the chase, with over 400 shots fired, one policeman and one innocent bystander dead, Ralph, 25 people injured, one horse dead, two trams taken, three horses and carts, one left on its side, (laughs) uh, and they'd covered about six miles, and it lasted about two hours. My God. That must be some kind of record for, like, most amount, like, most different types of transport. (laughs) It's it's brilliant, isn't it? chase. (laughs) After several of after, after it had all ended, uh, several of the police were awarded the King's Police Medal for bravery to, to recognise what they'd done. And sad, sadly, however, there was a rise in hatred toward foreigners in the area. Mm. The money was never recovered. There are some suggestions, shall we say, rather than reports of, 
that there were sooty handprints in Oak Cottage. So the money may have been stuffed up the chimney. Oh. But Mrs. Ralston obviously never said anything. <laughs> yes, Mrs. Ralston. I hope Mrs. Ralston found that money up her chimney. It was like uh, 10 grand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the most of the money was never recovered. They f- managed to get five pounds back. It was on um, uh, on on the dead body in, right. in coins. There is now a memorial plaque to Ralph on the wall of the church in Mitchley Road. That's nice. And there are also plaques to PC Tyler uh, on the police station of Tottenham High Street. Oh, sorry, Tottenham High Road. Um, and there's a memorial plaque of the the kind of main chase point of the, the Tottenham Outrage. Um, yeah. I love that it's called the Tottenham Outrage because it does sound like it did just outrage every single person that the chase went by. They were like, what's happening? We're chasing these criminals. Well, okay. I know, when I was, I'm also mad. When I was reading this, I was like, it just sounds like the longest hokey-cokey ever. <laughs> like every time somebody ran past, like, a crowd, join them, run. Where are we going? Yeah. Oh, we're chasing two criminals. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. See you later. I like the idea of 40 people piling on the second tram. I know. It'd have probably been quicker running. <laughs> I don't know. It depends how... Was it a downhill tram? Well, maybe, a runaway yeah. tram? I I've never been on the tram. In, I don't think the trams are still there in uh, Tottenham High Road, but yeah. That's insane. Or Chingfield Road at that point, actually. Do you know what? Actually, my biggest takeaway from this is, it's like, what a lovely sense of like community that everybody joined in this chase to be like, stop the robbers, you know, like stop the criminals getting away. Because I feel like now... If a couple of coppers went by chasing somebody and they ran past me, I wouldn't go, well, I'll just give chase as well. No. I think as well they'd probably tell you not to. The police yeah, probably go not. Like, get, don't get involved, go away. Yeah, so there was a real sense of community right up into and including the hatred of foreigners. Well, it does bring people together, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I just found that story. and I think that's fantastic. I could have probably expanded on that, but I just quite like the fact they were like, oh, fuck, our milk cart's fallen over. Grab that grocery boy's cart. <laughs> oh no, that's running over. Quick, jump over this fence. Oh fuck, I can't go over the fence. I'm too fat. My <laughs> biggest issue is if um, if elephant, as he's called, was so big and Lepidus was so sprightly that he can scale a fence that elephant can't. Why was it Lepidus that was left to jump the jump the boy in the first? Just send the, set the elephant on him. You know. Yeah. True. What was he doing? Just stood by? <laughs> He's the big, the big dumb one. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the money. Uh, so yeah, there you go. That's the that uh, was great. The story of the Tottenham outrage. I love it. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll send you the pictures of the uh, memorial plaques. It does say Tottenham outrage on it. Excellent. Uh, but um, I just quite like them. Oh, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> Thank you. you. I told you you'd like it. It's a bit of a weird one, but I quite liked it. No, I enjoyed that. Uh, I like... Uh, Hats off to uh, PC Newman, who lost his life in this chase. Yeah, for sure. Hats off to him. And to Oh, sorry, Ralph. PC Taylor, it was. PC mm. William Taylor. Um, his wife received a, a pension fund, uh, and they did like a kind of crowdfunder for her. Very nice. Raising like a thousand pounds or something. Jeez, oh. So, I mean, that's that's a lot of money then. I didn't do the actual... No, that's, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, if 80 pound was 10 grand... Then a thousand pounds. Is 100,000 pounds, roughly. Decent. You'd um, be all right, wouldn't you? Especially back then, that amount of money. She did lose her husband. Well, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was added to her uh, widow's police pension. That was added Very to nice. it. So, yeah. There was something, you know, and, and like I say, they, they all, a like lot I'm of saying, them. Nice community vibes going on down in Tottenham there. Uh, original crowdfunder, I suppose. Good for everybody. 
giving there, chase. There you go. I like the duck. I just have this I like the, the whole duck time. <laughs> I just got this really good like image of just like these two guys like legging it down the street, like two police officers, like oi thieves stop chasing, and then like just people going oh shit okay like well one congrats to the man who tackled in the first yeah, instance George, George Smith very cool um got shot through the hat and stuff and collarbone yeah but um yeah amazing and then like them still like you know they're still fleeing all these people this big angry crowd everyone's like yelling like pointing like we're chasing them and like you run past people join in chase them help catch them like <laughs> as you run past everyone's like shit and then suddenly like they get onto this i've just got this image of them being on like a bank on a river and then just like like in order like poof, like all the dog I mean, hunters been, shoot, shoot them it would have been shotguns it would it's have been amazing. properly yeah and they would, they'll have all been in their hats and their tweed and then there's the, Sunday, <laughs> the Saturday league footballers in their football boots like skiting all over the place I love the run. idea of like the dog hunters as well being like well this is now a real hunt boys you yeah. know like this beats shooting ducks so yeah I, I absolutely do not mean to take away from uh, the, the two sad murders that happened there but I just found it a very comical yeah, idea yeah it's absolutely hilarious <laughs> there you go well, anyway, shall we go for a little break and get a drink? Let's do that. See you in a bit. Bye. You did it. You fucking did it, Johnny boy. I knew you had it in you. What? Oh, what did I do? Why, Johnny, my dear boy, you just committed your first murder. Me, my demon, and I. A comedy. Coming to your ears October 1st. 2019 and that's us back hello hey well um we thought it was cold in the cellar and then you went outside and you look like you are actually an ice cube now it's so cold outside. <laughs> do you want my jacket you're all right <laughs> no i'm good do you know how you know it's getting really cold when i drove over tonight the roads are gritted yeah it's getting really and do you know actually i went to asda last night to get some shopping about well, I left when it was closing, so I left at 10 p.m., not even that late. I'd only been in there for an hour. My car diced over. <laughs> yeah. It's getting cold. It's the best time of the year. I love winter. I know. I quite like it, too, but I do work outside now, so I have to go and get my thermals dug out. Just suck it up. <laughs> okay, I'll just suck it up. <laughs> if I've got a cold in a couple of weeks, we all know why. Um, so that's the weather report by Nadine <laughs> and Bob. Uh, well, welcome to winter, everybody. Uh, Shall we crack on? Tell us a story. So... Cast your minds back again, if you will, to the year of 2016. Not that far. Donald Trump became president. The UK <laughs> voted to leave the EU. <laughs> so many horrible... <laughs> Carry on. David Bowie passed away. Oh, yeah. Really bad year. And killer clowns roamed our streets. I do remember, yes. So they weren't actually killer clowns, but a craze swept our nation, which saw people dressing up in scary clown outfits to terrorise the public. Did you see... Mm. The video of the guy outside the shed in Glasgow this week, dressed as Pennywise. No, oh, oh yes, I did. It's because they were doing their horror fest. Yeah, the, he was incredible. Yeah, good. he's from Dunbarn, actually. Oh, yeah, um, near from where I'm from. Um, yeah, he's like he's well known for doing an excellent Pennywise. And actually, funnily enough, I only just watched the new version of it. I've still this not seen week. it actually. Very good. It's very good. I have to pick an evening where it's only me in the house because <laughs> I'm not allowed to watch it otherwise. Do you know, it wasn't actually as scary as I thought it was going to be, but it was, it was just so well done. Like, it's really, really clever, really good. I enjoyed it Sorry, immensely. There, there you go. There's, um, that's our movie review for the week. <laughs> movie reviews. Um, so I was looking up Killer Clowns because, 
even though yes today that this episode comes out is the first of november it is only the day after halloween okay, so i thought I'll i'd round that. off our season nicely with one final halloween-esque story fine so i looked up killer clowns and i found a killer clown live feed which was like live at the time back in 2016 which was on itv news um and here are the headlines that I found in that feed, which some are good, and um, the very last one is my favourite of all of them. Okay. You ready? So we've got Killer Clown with Hammer Stabbed After Scaring Boy 14. Machete-wielding Killer Clown Threatens Two Girls. Childline Flooded by Calls Over Killer Clown Craze. Man Who Said He Was Knifed by Clown Wasted Police Time. Police Warning Over Killer Clown Vigilante Groups. Fancy dress shops urge not to sell clown costumes. Killer clown with fake gun arrested by armed police. And the best of all? Ronald McDonald keeping low profile after killer clown sightings. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that don't know, Ronald McDonald is the much beloved and slightly terrifying clown um, of McDonald's. If you don't know who that is, um, give me a shout and I'll help you tie your shoelaces. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So that's um, some of the headlines, and these headlines all were like going live throughout the month of October in yep. 2016, and they all quite quickly followed one another. So it became like quite a, I was going to say pandemic, but I suppose a- it kind of was. Yeah, it was. So the craze is thought to have started in America, with residents in the town of Greenville becoming the first victims after having been left spooked by reports of clowns lurking in the area. The clowns were said to appear menacing and allegedly offered children money to follow them. The craze was apparently influenced by the Stephen King story, It, and the author even published a tweet referring to the craze, saying, Hey, guys, time to kill the clown hysteria. Most of them are are good. Cheer up the kiddies. Make people laugh. Fair enough. (laughs) So that's what Stephen King said on the 3rd of October, 2016. Um, So like when it started happening in America, in this little town, Greenville, Apparently, it all seemed to like kind of happen behind this like um, complex of apartments, and there okay. was like a forest on the kind of edge behind them. And people said that they'd just see people dressed as clowns, like on the peripherals of this woods. Well, that's creepy like, as fuck. Trying isn't it? to invite children in and stuff, like uh. really fucking weird. As far as I know, nothing kind of happened to do with them. But these kids kept telling their parents, like, "There's clowns in the woods," and we're all really scared. And at first, like. The parents were like, no, shut up, like, you know, kids being kids. And then the more and more of the kids that kept coming forward saying that this was happening, the more serious it became. And they obviously went to the police and stuff. And apparently people searched in the woods and they never found anything. But it was all a bit scary. You yeah. know? Um, the craze then spread worldwide with so-called killer clowns spotted as far away as Australia and New Zealand. As the trend continued across the UK, police issued warnings saying that those dressing up as clowns may be committing public order offences. Police also warned that attending and investigating the incidents uses police resources as well as stopping them from attending other incidents. Yeah, so they were quite enough. mad about it, which is, yeah, understandable. Unsettling public encounters with clowns date back at, um, at least as far as 2013. Um, the most notable story from that is the Northampton clown, which I'm not going to go into. Um but the sightings always seem to peak around October. But the early autumn of 2016 saw this craze really take off in the UK. So that's like when it became the worst for us. It began in the UK on Friday the 30th of September 2016. Police in Newcastle received reports of someone dressed as a creepy clown leaping out of bushes to scare children. For the first of Halloween Advent. I know. 
<laughs> well, at least they were, their timing was good. <laughs> Over the next few days, half a dozen clown incidents were recorded, which led to a teenage clown being arrested for being in possession of a bladed article. On the 5th of October, the tabloids announced that a terrifying clown craze had hit our shores and it began to spread. The first named victim was 17-year-old student Megan Bell, who had a lifelong fear of clowns. She was chased down the street um, by a clown at night, and soon more clowns began to pop up in Wales, Manchester, Sheffield and Liverpool, and then just about everywhere. Concerned parents made Facebook pages about the clowns, which inadvertently helped to spread the fad. I was about to say that, like... The worst thing that you could have done there is, is talk about it, publicize yeah. it. It's just going to make it worse. Yeah, copycat, copycat clown killers. Yeah, it did. Um, the Metropolitan Police advised school children to call nine 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 if they saw a killer clown and report them. So that kind of goes against what they said. Like this is wasting police time, but yeah, just but still, phone- re- still report them. Yeah. Um, some observers spoke knowingly of a classic social panic since only a very few of the clown incidents involved actual physical assaults but being chased down the street at night by a clown or by anyone is frightening enough for adults and children which just spread the fear so even though like most of the attacks as they were being called nothing actually happened you were just like chased yeah that's still terrifying well, yeah, right, it is. so like i've got this image in my <clears> head of you know when it, it snows like seven flakes of snow and everybody goes and buys all the bread and yeah. milk do you think everybody were like panicking and running out and buying all the face paint and, and balloon modeling kits? <laughs> Pretty much. Getting all the clown cars and stuff. <laughs> Lock a- them up in an impound. <laughs> 75 people in that many. <laughs> the media has an interest in reporting clowns because the public like hearing scary stories about clowns. And then certain individuals pick up on the idea of being clowns and then so it goes on. Yeah. So it does like totally, the more people were talking about it and the more there was on Facebook and the internet and in the papers and on the, because it was, it was even on the news and stuff, the when, more it spread. When did the new It come out? Um, 2017. Oh, okay, so it wasn't related to that then? No, so quite a lot of people said, because like, I was actually the other day when I was watching It with my friend, I was like, oh, do you remember all those killer clowns and stuff? And he even said, oh no, that was just publicity for the It film. And I was like, no, it wasn't. Oh, okay, it yeah. It wasn't. I think they like... I think there was an instance of one person doing it for publicity, but it was for like a local small film in America. And like he did it for publicity. But apart from that, it just seems to have been this fad for just scaring people. Sounds great. Yeah. Um, David Wilson, professor of criminology at Birmingham City University, was lecturing on just this subject earlier in the summer of 2016, which was just before the wave of clown-related incidents. He said... We've got a brand new module that I teach in the final year about serial murder. I was showing the students some images of killer clowns and the idea of a killer clown is all too real if you know the history of John Wayne Gacy. Gacy was an American serial serial killer and rapist who was convicted of the murders of 33 boys and young men in Cook County, Illinois, between 1972 and 1978. Um, He was also well known in his community as Pogo the Clown and performed at children's parties and fundraising events. As he was arrested, Gacy is reported to have said, you know clowns can get away with murder. Horrible, horrible man. He is horrible. So I think most people listening probably know of John Wayne Gacy because he is one of the most famous serial killers probably ever, especially because of his terrifying Pogo the Clown. Yeah, Pogo is not a nice looking clown. He's so scary. Yeah. Um, so already like clowns are quite a frightful image. Like It's quite a common yeah. fear. Yeah. Clowns. Rosalind hates clowns. Yeah, like, a lot of people absolutely do. Absolutely hates it. 
It, what's the, what is the, do you know that the phobia is called? I literally yeah. have it written here. The fear of clowns is known as um, coulrophobia. I knew, it was, I knew it started by C, but I can remember. Coulrophobia. Yeah. And it's understandable because even if they are not serial killers, clowns are already creepy. So I was like looking into why people have a phobia of clowns as it is. And it's like a lot to do with the fact that they do paint their faces and they over-exaggerate the features of a face. Like the mouth is bigger than your mouth should be. Your eye, They don't like accentuate their eyes in some way and it just becomes this like very unhuman representation of a human face yeah which unsettles people as it is and then it's also a lot to do with the idea of wearing a mask a lot of people are scared of people in masks because you're hiding your identity and stuff which straight away is comes across as a bit menacing you know so did you know uh, random fact that I, I heard it in a podcast, can't remember which one, but uh, the the Juggalos, mm-hmm. the, the insane cl- clown posse followers, yep. uh, some of them were used in developing technology for, for face recognition technology. Wow. So that like things like your, your iPhone or your, your Android phone or whatever it is, you know, you can unlock it with your face now. Yeah. Can you still do that wearing Where's, oh, uh, clown makeup? That's like, amazing. I can't remember what the outcome was, but I think it's one of the only things, like if you face painted yourself as... Uh, the Hulk or whatever, right. it would still recognise the features on your face. Yeah. But because the clown ha- exenu- exen- exen- accentuates thank you, uh, the features, it... It can't recognise yeah. you. So that's, yeah, so like, if even like technology can't recognise your face anymore, it's reasonable to say that people can't, yeah. you know? So pe- that seems to be... I don't have a phobia of clowns at all. Like, I don't, nah. I've never found them that scary. Um, I, lo- I love a balloon animal, so I'm all right with it. <laughs> That's a whole other... I can actually make balloon animals. Can you? Yeah, I, I can't remember. <laughs> it's a completely random off topic here, but I, I made one for Isaac. At, I think it was at uh, Granny's house. <clears throat> and uh, everyone was like, uh, how, <laughs> how, how can you do that? I was what like, animal did you make? Oh, a giraffe. Lovely. Solid giraffe. Um, <laughs> I'll make you one. I'll bring it up. Will you? Yeah, yeah, totally. I'll make you a, ha- I'll make you a black and orange <gasps> Halloween giraffe. Oh, uh, I love it. Yeah, but everyone was like, oh, Bob, you've got such de- deep hidden talents. So I was like, it's a fucking balloon giraffe. Come on now. Which maybe says something about my other talents. <laughs> They're not pretty good. Yeah, maybe. yeah, but everyone's like super impressed by Bob, that one. You've done so well there, good Bob. Good job, Bob. <laughs> good job. Um, yeah, so clowns are already scary enough, let alone without people now doing it in a menacing fashion and deliberately trying to scare you. Um so I decided to talk about two of like the biggest kind of headlines that I thought yeah. were notable from 2016. One was man left in a pool of blood after creepy clown attack. Oh dear. So Simon Chinnery, 28, said the attack has ruined his life after suffering, suffering several injuries to his right hand when confronted at, at a cash machine by a clown wielding a 10-inch knife. He grabbed at the knife to defend himself, but the blade cut through his hand. The father of one from Blackburn, Lancashire, then punched the clown who ran off. Mr. Chinnery told the Lancashire Telegraph, It was like something out of a horror movie. His eyes were piercing black and there was blood everywhere. The clown was said to have a green curly wig with black eye makeup, a red nose and painted red beard, and was wearing green trousers, a white fitted top, latex gloves and black boots. Mr. Chinnery was taken to hospital and has been told his hand may have long-lasting damage and he will need reconstructive surgery. Mr. Chinnery, who is a joiner, said he was then unable to work. He added, this attack has ruined my life. I'm disabled from this and can't return to my trade. So I thought... That's terrifying. It's horrible, isn't it? But I was looking into whether or not they ever found the clown. 
and like caught the guy who attacked him. Yep. Lancashire Lancashire police established he had in, um, instead hurt his hand while falling on broken glass and oh. had in fact made up the entire ordeal. Oh dear. He was issued with a penalty notice for wasting police time. Yeah, fair enough. Which is ridiculous because people like that making up these stories, like that to me when I was reading the headlines that I read out earlier, that was in there, like man stabbed, you know, like in the hand, like attacked by a clown. I thought, oh God, like I didn't actually realise there was any proper physical assaults during that whole spate, but there is one there and that's absolutely terrifying that this horrible criminal has u- decided to use the clown thing as a, you know, as a guise to be able to rob this poor man at yeah. a cash point. Didn't happen, total lie. And like, you're just adding to the panic. Yeah, you're making it worse by a long that shot. Because that will have been in the news at the time. Man attacked at cash point, like the clowns are getting worse, you know, like... Yeah, absolutely. Be safe, watch your back, you know. <laughs> Not real. I think that's shit. Shame on you. Yeah. I reckon I could unrun, un- outrun a clown, though. I don't know. They've got those big shoes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you, thanks. The next headline I decided to discuss is... First killer clown jailed in UK as prankster admits chasing couple with axe as part of craze. Wow. So this one's real. An axe-wielding killer clown prankster was jailed after he chased a pregnant woman the night before Halloween. That is absolutely terrible. I know. Michael March, who is 18, is thought to be the first person imprisoned following the craze that swept across the UK. Newcastle Crown Court heard he terrified a couple walking past him after banging the foot-long axe... On the floor in South Shields just after 9pm. That's really terrifying. Actually, there's one just behind me. <laughs> there's a really big axe right behind you. It's like, yeah. <laughs> imagine, right, so imagine you're walking down the street and somebody's just bashing that off the floor at you. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, you go out and come back in and I'll be bashing it off the floor so you... I, And I know you and that terrified me. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, um, the woman who is 22 weeks pregnant threw a brick at him in an attempt to defend herself before he ran off. Jailing him for six months, Judge Jamie Hill said, brandishing an axe and threatening people in the street is serious, whatever the context. Whether you're dressed as a clown or not. Yeah, whether this is a prank or not, that's not funny. No. Um, Nicholas Rook, who was prosecuting, told the court that after the police were called, they traced March via CCTV and found him with the axe and a clown mask in his backpack. He claimed it was a prank, saying he had... he. He had himself been chased by killer clowns in Gateshead and he thought he would scare people as part of a prank, Mr. Rook said. Um, he also said that the pregnant woman who had been walking with her partner on October 30th, 2016, had not given a statement as she did not want to stress, did, did not want the stress of court to affect her any further. Yeah, so she enough. was totally besides herself, this poor woman. Yep. She threw a brick at him, like, you know, like, what state of terror must you be in to actually throw a brick at somebody, you know? Like, she must have been absolutely terrified. And in our, you know, halfway through pregnancy, that's yeah. not, that's not okay for her, for the baby. Well, exactly. Her hormones would have been mad. Yeah, it's like, horrible, isn't that's it? That's not okay. It's not fun. No. And like, um, the court case happened like a few months after the fact and that's, she refused to come in to give a statement and stuff because she was, she was like, no, I'm not stressing myself out yeah, anymore. Yeah, because she's pretty much all the way pregnant yeah. by that point. Absolutely fair enough. Sentis- sentencing him. Judge Hill said it was so serious that only a custodial sentence was appropriate. The fact you were wearing a clown mask is an aggregating factor because it increased the fear they would have experienced. And secondly, it was a way of disguising who you were. That's what I was going to say. He was actively hiding his identity. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just awful. March had previously admitted possession of a bladed article as well. 
Vic Laffey, who was defending, said March had no previous convictions and that he lived with his grandparents and helped care for his grandfather. He said he accepted his actions had been foolish and reckless and that it must have been a frightening incident for the couple. When he was apprehended, his first words were, I was not going to hurt anyone. According to Laffey, that is. Um, This was a Halloween prank gone horribly wrong. He had tried to convince the judge that he should have avoided jail as at the time of the offence he was only 17 years old, but he didn't avoid jail. Good. Yeah, totally fair. You can't just go out just because there's like a prank thing. You're like, oh, that's fun. I'll go and give it a go. No. Learn your lesson, mate. Piss right off. Um, There was other instances of clowns being reported with weapons. A 10-year-old boy in Plymouth was threatened by a clown who jumped out of a bush carrying a hammer. Which was in... Um, I'm sorry, working. I'm laughing because it's just ridiculous. It's horrible, isn't it? Yeah. Just, that would terrify me. It's just not okay. Yeah. In Workington, Cumbria, a clown brandishing an axe chased an 11-year-old girl. Um, Kent police saw 59 clown-related incidents between October 7th and 10th. Three days, 59 incidents. Thames Valley police had 14 reports in 24 hours. And South Yorkshire police said it had received 61 reports. It's mental. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, professor Wilson, um, who is the professor of criminology, already discussed, yep. was asked, what should you do if confronted by a clown? And he said, when you and I were growing up, we encountered people who behaved inappropriately, from exposing themselves to making inappropriate and lewd comments. And the best advice I was given was just to walk away, avoid them. Don't give the clown the fear reaction he wants, but also don't challenge the clown. Because he was saying, like, the clown won't expect an aggressive response and might panic, possibly escalating the situation, and it could lead to physical violence. So he says, just walk away and report the incident to the police. Yeah, because if you run, they're getting what they wanted. Exactly. So <coughs> they're just, getting that chase. That yeah, they... just walk away, ignore them, don't retaliate, don't say anything, just just walk off and just ignore them as if it was any other person in the street just yelling at you, you know? I'm so glad it was a fad phase thing mm-hmm. that it went away because yeah okay it was it was associated with a time of year so it was never going to last forever anyway yeah. but the fact that it hasn't come back year after year yeah I'm so glad is a good thing it's probably that probably had something to do with one of them being locked up yeah probably uh, because you would see that and go oh do you want to go out and be a clown and chase a pregnant girl tonight uh, no did you not see that guy got locked up well exactly Which, Sounds like a good message. But um, I remember like when it was all going on, I like followed it, not like really closely, but you know, I like would Google it from time to time, like, because I like, I was concerned about it. Yeah. Like I used to walk, especially because in, in 2016, I was still working here at the pub and I'd finish midnight, one o'clock and walk down home alone most nights, you know, um, You'd know most of the clowns out at that point, though, because you'd just put them out of the pub. <laughs> Probably, but I used to like I used to be worried about it. That like I used to think in my head like, what will I do if I'm walking down the street and I see a man or like well a person I suppose like woman too, like if I see a person midway down the road dressed as a clown staring at me, like what do you do? What are you meant to do? Like that's absolutely terrifying. Just lie down and, and cry. I've, I think, I've talked about it before. <laughs> my biggest fear and the thing I hate the most ever is being chased. I it's not fun I even to, a, even as like a game if somebody's like ha and like starts chasing me my whole body goes like <laughs> like it just like becomes like a big limp noodle and I become absolutely terrified I can't stand it 
So the idea of being chased by a stranger who's deliberately trying to scare me and perhaps wielding a knife, hammer, or axe in some cases. Yeah. What the fuck are you meant to do with that? And I suppose everybody's probably, well, I mean, I, I, I know so I certainly have walking home at night, not so much in the past few years because I'm not bothered. Um, <laughs> but you, you do so every now and again, like randomly look over your shoulder. Yeah, you're just like, oh, oh, yeah. And, and the worst thing you could do is look over your shoulder and there's a fucking clown with an axe. Well, exactly. Because it's like one thing if it was like if somebody was just trying to frighten you and like chased you, that's terrifying. But when they're like deliberately dressed up to do it, you're like, well, this is serious. You've you've come out to scare me. I think probably my suggestion from this Mm. just in general would be if it feels like a dick move don't do it I like that advice like if you feel like this is something that would really make somebody shit their pants yeah just go and have a pint instead yeah just calm down a bit go and speak to another human being maybe a therapist yeah maybe Well, yeah, that was uh, the killer clown. I had, I had, do you know what? I obviously craze of twenty sixteen. Honestly, hadn't even thought about that uh, since then. It was honestly, it was because the other day I watched it, and then me and my friend were talking about it and like talking about why do we think clowns were scary and stuff. Because I said that like, oh, that was really good. It wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. But I guess I'm not already scared of clowns. Yeah, somebody who's got that phobia. Yeah, they wouldn't watch it because he is absolutely terrifying. One of the. Um one of the guys that Roslyn does um, uh, theatre with mm. every year on her birthday, birthday posts a really horrific clown picture on her Facebook wall <laughs> saying happy birthday. And although it's slightly funny yeah. because it's every yeah. year, it's still like, she still fucking hates it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I'm the same as you. I don't, I don't have a fear of clowns at no. all. Um, and it's weird that, Part of me thinks it's weird that people do because they're supposed to be friendly, lovable characters. Well, exactly. This is what we discussed. I like talked about it with my friend Chris. Like clowns, to me, when I think of a clown, I think of Cru- circus. Woo! Crusty. I think of Crusty do the clown. You? Yeah, like my first image when you say clowns is um, Crusty the clown at the from, Simpsons. Yeah, from Simpsons. No, I think of like the circus, and I think of like clowns just like being these big buffoons who are there to make you laugh and to entertain you, and they're like nice to children and they're funny and stuff. Which Crusty isn't. <laughs> Like, I don't know. They're meant to be these like lovable, fun characters at the circus, yeah. and I think it's a shame that. I wonder how long, how old the the fear is. I wonder if it if it stretches back beyond the original it, or has it spawned from that? Like, did a hundred years ago people find clowns creepy? I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't. I don't know if we'll ever ever find that out. But you know, like they used to be like court gestures and all that kind of stuff, yeah. and they weren't. They weren't scared. They weren't creepy at that point. I don't think they painted their faces then. Oh, they probably would have done. Well, that not not very well. That's where Harlequin would have all come from. Yeah, I suppose. I was just like looking up there because I suddenly remembered. There's a documentary that I. It's out in the cinemas in America soon. Not coming out here very annoyingly, but it's um, a documentary about a clown called Wrinkles. Oh right, okay. Who is a clown in America? Who is terrifying to look at? (laughs) Who you can hire to terrify people well that doesn't help with this it's horrible isn't it yeah and i just like suddenly remembered that yeah like this guy makes a living out of scaring the fucking shit out of people and like he does like it goes really far like from the clips the advert i watched for this documentary it looks like he hides in their houses and stuff sometimes not cool man no not cool screams pogo to me yeah i just think 
I think if you're the kind of person that gets a serious kick out of terrifying people, and not just the usual, <laughs> I'm going to hide around the corner for my friend when they come out, come around, I'm going to like jump out on them and give them a bit of a fright and it'll be funny and we'll all laugh and that'll be the end of it. If you're the kind of person that likes to terrify somebody to the point that they're throwing a brick at you in the street, fuck you. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's what I've got to say. And, and to finish with, have you seen the photos of the original Ronald McDonald? No. Of the, like, um, that small franchise uh, fast food restaurant you were talking about earlier. <laughs> um, it is absolutely terrifying. There's, there's a picture that I remember seeing ages ago of him standing in a car park. I'm sure it's with a kid. But if you look at, like, the original Ronald McDonald, it's absolutely <gasps> terrifying. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's one of them. That's not the one that I, I, I was thinking of. I like but he's yeah. got a cup for a nose, that one. There you go. So uh, every, anybody listening, just uh, Google the original Ronald McDonald. He is oh absolutely petrifying. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for staying with us throughout um, Nadine's uh, slight obsession with Halloween. Uh, I promise. It's I, over. I promise I'll move, I'll move her on from it now. I promise, yeah. I'm um, done. If you have liked what you listen to, please do find us on our social media channels. You will find us on Facebook. Twisted Britain. You'll find us on Twitter. Twisted Britain. And you'll find us on Instagram. Twisted Britain. You can also join our ever-growing uh, discussion group on Facebook. We're way over 200 members now, which yeah. is lovely. And uh, everybody posts uh, weird and wonderful stuff on there. I'll be posting photos of my Halloween banquet that I'm throwing for my friends tomorrow. Because yeah, I did post do. looking oh, for dude. recipe ideas. Uh, if you get a chance and you're not too pissed, do a wee um, Instagram story. Oh, I could do. Yeah, I'll give it a go. Uh, show everybody your, your, the wonderful things you've made for it. I shall. Um, if you have liked what you hear and you think, do you know what? I wish there was more of this. You could always uh, subscribe on Patreon. Um, every one of our tiers gets access to an extra episode a month. This month, it was two extra episodes because we had a wee cheeky... Uh, 20 minutes left over last week. Yeah, we decided to indulge ourselves in a bit of uh, Rabbi Burns. So yeah, if you'd like to hear Nadine and I's take on uh, Tamashanta, you will find that uh, released yesterday. Um, Yay! Um, Happy Halloween. What else do I have to say here? March? We've not talked about March in a oh, long yeah, time. Yeah, we do have a Twisted Britain uh, March page, which you'll find at the top of all our social media profiles. Um, you'll also find it on our website, which is twistedbritain.co.uk. Yep. Um, if you want to email us twistedbritainpodcast at gmail.com one more time twistedbritainpodcast at gmail.com twistedbritainpodcast all one word we will always respond to an email if you send us it mm-hmm. um, other than that I think that's us isn't it shall we just go home now well you want to go home anyway so <laughs> I might finish my pint before I disappear <laughs> um, yeah thank you very much for listening everybody I hope everybody had a wonderful Halloween Um do post those pictures of you in your costumes and your Please. Halloween shenanigans. We would love that. Um, but yeah, hell and goodbye. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Don't talk to clowns.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.